0: Amen. Uh, I'm also going to bring some uh, simple thoughts to you this morning on uh, some of the things uh, that that God has been speaking into my life and blessing me with uh, even uh, over the last number of weeks and and a couple of months in a sense. Um, It's it's to do with the word redeemed um, or whether we want to think of the redeemer or redemption. Uh, I've heard a, a number of songs lately uh, some from mature and some on the, um the radio and, and spotify and all that and it, it's the word redeemed keeps on appearing or redeemer and uh it's it's a strong word it's mentioned throughout the bible in so many ways and uh it's it's been in my readings as well lately i'm i'm currently coming towards the end of job not the easiest book i know but um but an incredible book and uh it's it's all about um, a man uh, well, I'll go on to that one in a moment, but it's this word redeemed as coming up in that and in other ways. And in our times, the word redeemed um, doesn't have the same value. Uh, we, we quite often just um, put it to a voucher or something like that. I, I remember it, it, it took me back a number of years when I, I was a little boy and um, my mum used to collect green shield stamps. You remember them. See, some of you are as old as I am. And uh, she'd go to the local co-op and she'd buy her goods. And uh, you you would be issued with these stamps. And sometimes I used to think there were hundreds. Of them. I, I think they were quite a lot, actually. And um, I was one of the, the children who used to lick the stamp. And you'd put them in a cardboard bo- book. And uh, you'd have pages and pages of them. And then you t- took this book, or my mum took this book, down to the local co-op, usually at towards Christmas time as much as anything else, and you would redeem their value against your goods. Uh, and that was the first time I, I, I had come across this, this uh, redeeming of something. Um, at the same time, it was uh, Corona pot bottles, glass bottles. Uh, and you used to, uh, they they were the forerunners of recycling, I think. You used to have this glass bottle and you would take it uh, to a shop and you would redeem some value from it Um, it was like finding treasure as a a young boy if you walked along and in the hedge there was a corona bottle you take it to the to the local shop and you'd end up having some penny sweets uh, instead and you you redeem that bottle Um, and and that's our um, our thought of it these days um, Tesco's, I suppose, is the one you get points on an app and you, you redeem that against something. But throughout the Bible, the word redeem appears so many times and it has so much more to it than, than how we use it in our days. In the, uh, the world and of the, these authors and the life that these people lived, they were slaves and servants. And the word redeem had such a strong, effect in their lives in that it um it was something that was a matter of life and death it, it would if they were redeemed from being a slave it could change their lives totally and as i said uh, i've come across job and job was a, a very righteous man god called him righteous uh called him blameless uh he he was a good man and uh he declared his um love for god and and he, um, abstained from evil and he, he was good in everything that he, he did. And God allowed his family to grow and he was a wealthy man, many possessions, lots of good friends and, and a faithful wife. Um, but then everything turned different. Unknown to him, God was testing him. And he put him through a time of, uh, of great difficulty where it was a time where, uh, his wealth was taken, his possessions were taken. His family was taken his uh, his wife was against him, and he was confused and angry and bitter and and, and he didn 't know what anything was what, what was happening and even the comforters that he had were so against him in so many ways uh, and it, it's a book that takes uh, about forty chapters and right in the middle of that, in the uh, of the, the book of Job in verse nineteen job declares this i know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth and after my skin has been destroyed yet in my flesh i will see god i myself will see him with my own eyes i and not another here was job having a realization of who god was in his life his redeemer the one who was going to buy him back he knew about the resurrection as well, even before lots of the, the understanding of resurrection ever came about. Job knew that he would see his Redeemer again. Despite being angry and confused and escaping death by the skin of his teeth, he says, he knows that his Redeemer lives. And so then uh, a couple of months before, I was reading through Ruth as well. And Ruth, was again a, a, a wonderful book, a lovely book to read. It talks about love and loyalty and kindness, relationships, protection, so much more, this relationship between Naomi and her daughter in law and uh, how things were going on in their lives. And again, it was another situation where they lost everything. They, they both lost their husbands. Naomi lost their sons. Um, they lost all their goods, their well-being, and, uh, they were going back even to Bethlehem. And it, it was there that, um, they knew or they found out of God's maneuvering, His providential care. I, I love how God works in the back of, of, of our lives in so many ways. And it was the same with Ruth and Naomi and, uh, Boaz came along, who was, uh, one of their uh, family, one of their, uh, kinsman and uh, he came along and he became the, a kinsman redeemer again he was uh, one who, who came along to right the wrong in lives and to restore lives uh, to buy in a sense and to marry into a situation that would take them out of their position of hopelessness so this word redeemer and redeem has come up many times and then. Uh, we've heard in Ephesians chapter one, which I will read and Dave will put on the board for us as well. Uh, Ephesians chapter one and, uh, Pastor, uh, Pastor Rob took us through this, uh, bit by bit and it was a great blessing. Um, it talked about the, the cars, the, the chosen, the accepted, the adopted, the redeemed and the sealed. And that's who we are. So Ephesians one verse three says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms and every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world, be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Christ Jesus, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given to us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. So in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We are bought, we are purchased, we set free, we released. We have all these things that the author knew what life was like in those days to those who were um, slaves and servants. And that's the first point, you know, the... We we have um, a payment needs to be made for us as uh, slaves. Now, how are we slaves? Well, uh, God clearly says in his word that we are not physically saved, but spiritually. We are slaves. We we This world was was created in such a wonderful way. God, when he first established this world and the beauty and the nature and the animals and the plants and the fact that God walked with Adam, in the coolness of the evening, to be in His presence—you know what a wonderful world it would have been—but uh, man uh, stepped in and wanted his own way, wanted his own will, his own desire. He wanted his above God, and uh, and sin entered the world. And we now were born into this world as as sinners. You know, it's it's, and we continue that even as we we grow from a, a child upwards. You know, we we easily sin. Things go wrong. We think the wrong things. We do the wrong things. We say the wrong things. You know, and it, and it is against our God, our holy God. And, uh, Romans 3 verse 23 makes it very clear that it doesn't matter who we are, whether we're Jew or Gentile, so that's the whole world. We've all sinned and we all fall short of God's glory. We've all missed the mark. We've, we've not hit that target. How could we hit that target against such a holy, God and and we've just missed it and and we now are destined in a sense to have the wages of our sin which is death and eternal separation from God and if I stopped there what a miserable place we would be leaving this morning but it doesn't stop there even though we deserve eternal death even though we deserve the separation from God because of my sin how can it come in to the presence of such a holy God. And if we were left to ourselves, we could do nothing about it. But we haven't been left to ourselves because there was a plan even before the creation of the world. God put about his plan of he knew how he was going to redeem man to himself, to buy them back, to release them from the, the payment of death and separation from God, but to be born again. And the answer to that was Jesus. Jesus Christ was the solution. He was the answer to us uh, being bought again, the payment being made. Jesus himself was making that payment. And my second point is the fact that Jesus is our Redeemer. Now, when I started to think of that, one of the images that came straight into my, into my mind, Uh, Because I've seen it relatively recently, was the huge statue that is in uh, Brazil, Um, there in the capital there, and um, and and it's it's huge. It's thirty eight meters high. Um, It's up on the top of a mountain, and the people there in the city below can look up at Christ the Redeemer. Um, It was one of those statues that was put together. It was actually built in France. Believe it or not, like the Statue of Liberty, they built it in France and they shipped it over a hundred years ago into Brazil, and uh, they built it up onto on this top of this mountaintop, and it must be an incredible sight to come out of your house there down below, well below in the valley, and look up and each day see Christ, the Redeemer, and uh, no matter what we think of the the price and what it some um, religions think that it stands for, it's the fact that Christ is. The Redeemer, and and the fact that they've, the artist has put the arms outstretched is a sign of how He is our Redeemer, because He hung on a cross for you and for me. He paid the price. He bought us back. He He was the one who, who who came into this world so that we could be brought back in to the family of God. Let's read a couple of verses in. In the New Testament, Galatians, Paul is writing here and he says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons. Mark ten forty-five says, This is Jesus himself saying, For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life A ransom for many. The payment, the ransom to release those who were condemned. Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Our debt could only be cancelled by the price that Jesus paid for you and for me. The Holy God, the Son of God. The spotless lamb, the sinless one. He was the price that was needed. We, we've celebrated and worshiped God in our communion this morning. You know, God, Jesus laid aside all of heaven and he came for you and me to, to raise us up, to buy us back, to release us from the penalty of sin. So, so there was a debt. Christ paid the debt. And now we are his. We're not our own anymore, but we are his. Paul writes in first uh, Corinthians 6 verse uh, in chapter 6. He talks about the holy life that we are to live. How we are to be set apart from our old life and to God himself. And verse 19 of uh, uh, Corinthians 6 says, Do you know that your bodies are temples of the holy spirit who is in you whom you've received from god you are not your own you were bought at a price therefore honor god with your bodies and then 1 peter chapter 1 says for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors but with the precious blood of christ a lamb without blemish or defect. We're not our own anymore. We've been bought even from our old way of life. It made me think that the fact that we're not our own and he paid the price for us, what a huge price that the father paid by giving his only begotten son. He left heaven itself and came down to this earth. And because he's paid that price for us, what value you are to him. If you pay a huge price for something, it's because it's worth it. It has value and the higher you pay that price, the greater the value of that, uh, that material thing so often in our lives. Um, the more we value something, the more we, we look after it. But how much are we valued by such a priceless gift? The son that was of great worth to our Heavenly Father. And you are valued this morning. We've been redeemed and forgiven, but we haven't been redeemed and forgotten. God values you. We we don't buy something and we don't pay pay a lot of money for a, a new car and just lock it in the garage and keep it away, or or something at home and it just goes in a box and it it goes in the back of the cupboard. We we when we value it, we we want it to be seen and used. We want it to to be part of our lives and everything that we do and. And Jesus, God, is the same to us. He redeemed us with the price of his son. And now he looks after it and he cares it. He loves you. He cares for you. He empowers you. He gives you peace. He gives you hope. He gives you strength. He gives you all these things because he values who each and every one of us are in him. When we've come to him, we are his and we have value to him. But not just that, as I said, we just unlock something away. When God bought us, He bought us also with a purpose in mind. We are His and to be used for Him and for His glory to give Him the praise of our life. Um, Ephesians later on goes on and Paul talks about how we are His workmanship. We've been created by Him to do the works He has prepared for each and every one of us. We've been bought by Him for his purpose, to do his purpose, to give him the glory from our lives. You know, it's it's not just a life that is locked away in a church, but a, lo- a life that is lived, so that it's giving glory to God, our Father. You know, Job, when he was um, restored, uh, God changed his life again totally. In fact, God blessed him double than than he ever had before. Double the children, I think, that's a blessing. D- double the wealth, double the family, double uh, everything. And God and Job then was being a testimony, even for uh, what God had done in his life. Ruth was a bit more a uh, basic in her life. You know, she didn't have any great wealth or, or a great or a, a, a great outlook in life in one sense. She she was uh, she married, became the wife, and she served her mother-in-law, and she she would have uh, been a blessing even into Boaz's life. But you know, as as many of us know the story, uh, Boaz and Ruth were part of the lineage of Jesus Himself. Her life may have been simple, but the fact that she was brought back into that family, she was redeemed in that situation. That her life was a huge knock-on going down in the lineage of Christ himself. And then uh, when when you think of the stories and and so many more characters in this Bible, they're all testimony of how God has has made a difference in their life, has redeemed them, has brought them back, has has used them, has uh, allowed them to be a a testimony, a a glory to God of what he has done, even in their lives. that is even the same for us. You know, we 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 haven't got a perfect life, none of us. Um, despite what's sometimes social media betray, no one has this perfect life, this squeaky life, this squeaky clean life and everything else. But you know what? God doesn't require us to have this perfect situation. He is the only one to be perfect. We strive to to um do things for his glory and his praise, but you know, God uses us, each and every one of us, because he values who you are now, to be of his praise and his glory, to to show the world who God is in our life and what a difference he makes in our in our life. Even in difficulties, you know, Ruth had difficulties, Job had huge difficulties, but to, start, uh, to be there in Job's situation, right in the, the middle of the hurt that he was going through, and anger and confusion and everything else, he was able to say, I know my Redeemer lives despite everything. And that's the an encouragement that I want us to have this morning that despite everything, not anything we can go through, whether it's the mountaintops or the valleys, we can know that our Redeemer lives and makes a difference in our life as well, because he values us. He regards you as his special possession. So just to conclude, uh, there were slaves. They, they lived in uh, terrible situations. It was a matter of life and death, and they knew what to be redeemed meant to them. And we, in a spiritual sense, we are slaves as well. Slaves to to um, to our old way of life and the penalty of sin. But And if that was it, we couldn't do anything about it. But the great thing is Jesus is our Redeemer. He's the one who has paid the price. Even right from the beginning of this world, God had a plan to buy us back, to redeem us. And now we are his. We are owned by his. He cares for us. He loves us. He wants even the best of our lives. He wants us to be separate even to him, to be his witnesses, to, to point who he is and what, what part of our life is going through. We can still turn around and say, I know that my Redeemer lives. You've been bought with such a great price this morning, and we give him the praise and glory of all that he's done for us. Amen. Shall we pray together? Lord, I pray that you, Holy Spirit, will speak into our hearts and into our lives. Lord, that it's it's not just Words that come away from a page into, into our minds. But Lord, it's you, Holy Spirit, gra- grasping some of the thoughts that you want us to know, that wants to speak into our lives, wants to minister to us, no matter what it is. Lord, whether it's to accept you as our Savior, to have that realization of who you are. Lord, that you were the one who came to buy us back. Or whether it's just to be reminded each and every day That our redeemer lives lord that you love us and you want to abide with us you want your presence to be with us each and every day so that we are declaring your praise and your glory in all that we do just for your honor and praise thank you for loving me lord thank you for loving us thank you for buying us back we give you praise this morning amen